Are you feeling like you've been working at full tilt for a very long time? Do you sometimes feel like no one notices all the effort that goes into primary care? Are you wondering what your patients think is important right now? Yeah, me too. Welcome to Team Up, a podcast where we talk about team-based primary care in British Columbia. You know, Morgan, for over two years, providers have been working incredibly hard in this kind of cliche of unprecedented times. Before the pandemic, the system was already pretty stretched. We already heard a lot about human resource challenges and the demands on healthcare professionals. And post-pandemic, or wherever we are now, I think it's worse. Yeah, I mean, even just hearing you say that gets me stressed out. Um, you know, we've been hearing a lot about how providers are tired and burning out. And the whole system is really at a capacity right now, and that's impacting us as providers personally. And you know, Morgan, patients notice this as well. You know, if, if you have uh, chronic understaffing or chronically under-resourced systems, of course uh, you're going to have stressed actors within the system. Carolyn Canfield is an adjunct faculty member in the UBC Department of Family Practice and a patient advocate. She's also our patient disruptor at the ISU, and she really brings a wealth of experience into our discussions. For this episode, we reached out to two patients, Carolyn, who you've already heard, as well as Leighton Ingwar. Leighton is another patient advocate who works closely with the BC Patient Voices Network and is also on the BC Team-Based Care Advisory Board. Both are very engaged in efforts to support primary care, and they've been thinking a lot about the challenges that the system is currently facing but they also bring their own patient experience into this as well. If I had to put it in one word, I'd say capacity. And when I say that, I don't mean for physicians, and I don't mean nurse practitioners. I mean just capacity to care for people. Capacity is the major thing that has to be improved. And there's so many hurdles in getting there. And Leighton really sees this at a system level, but I appreciate too how this is about how the system impacts caring. Yes, yeah, multi-level. And at the end of the day, you know, it is about caring for people. We've really focused up to now on resilience and provider perspectives. This episode, we wanted to turn it around a bit and we're bringing in some patient voices into the mix. Right, I mean, we need to hear from patients about how things are working. And when we think about team-based care, patients are such an important part of the team. I think, you know, that's that's something that's missing in our system, our good feedback loops. And I do think practitioners can seek opportunities. Connecting up your patients is just, it's such a gift. When Carolyn reflects on the current challenges in the system here, she really underscores the importance of relationships, respect, and acknowledgement. And this idea of the importance of acknowledgement and recognition was also, you know, one of the key themes that we heard when we went to talk to providers about resilience. I guess one of the things that, since I've been involved in healthcare, that just burns me up is the inability for practitioners to learn how what they do matters, that there is not a good opportunity to, to hear from the patient of what happened then, how did that work out? I, I don't know how you maintain yeah. joy in the workplace if you don't find out the impact you have on people's lives. And, and it's a relational impact that I'm talking about. You know, Sarah, joy and gratitude is so important right now. I mean, we did just do a team bit on that last episode. And today we wanted to do some more. We wanted to share some stories from patients about how important primary care is to them. 
for some reason during COVID, I started getting cold feet. And that's not from nervousness or anything like that. They were just physically at night cold. And it was keeping me awake. I couldn't sleep and all that good stuff. So I phoned my doc and he asked me a bunch of questions and said, try this. So I did that. And he's another time, try this. He said, well, okay, you're just going to have to come in. Now, Leighton's story was right in the early days of the pandemic. When getting to see providers face-to-face -face required a bunch of extra coordination and, and precautions, and none of us knew how to do that properly. Leighton and his primary care provider uh, obviously tried a couple of virtual visits, and both he and his provider realized that they needed to see each other face-to-face. -face. So he set up that I could come in and do an office visit. So it was a combination of virtual in-person visits. We still, because I've known him for a while, we still had the usual banter. But that worked really well. Now... When Leighton says he's known his family doctor for a while, he really has. And the way he talks about it speaks to the fact they have a great relationship. Okay, for myself, I'm very lucky. My family, ever since we've been here, I've had the same GP. He may be retiring, but when I asked him that question, he said he probably didn't think I, I would let him retire, and he's right. <laughs> Sarah, I, I love hearing this and, and hearing how Leighton is, really is connected with his provider. We don't hear this all the time from our patients. Uh, at least not directly. And it's so important to acknowledge that so many of our patients feel this way. And you know, those stories are there. They're, they're everywhere. Leighton, like many others, really values this long-time relationship and he feels lucky to have this with his primary care provider. And it's important that providers know how much we as patients appreciate all the extra care, all the little things that go into providing great primary care. And not just providers, but also team members. My family doctor took over the practice of the doctor who delivered me. We have a lot of history there. My family doctor also delivered my kids. Um, but when I think about the office, it's the team. It's, it's the medical office assistant in my doctor's office. She's amazing. Um, she's kind of the glue that keeps everything going, that keeps everyone together. She knows families. She remembers the fact that my kids are in baseball and she's really good at her job. She's super efficient. You know that when you see her, um, she's going to listen to whatever you need. She's going to figure things out and whatever needs to happen is going to happen. And I know that it's because they have, you know, their office set up in a way that allows them to have some of that flexibility. But really, it's it's feeling heard. Yeah, you know, that being seen, being heard, I think is so important. We do it naturally. Some of us have been trained to do it in care as well. And it's one of those things that makes such a big difference when you just take that extra second. It makes a difference for me as a provider, but also clearly for people as patients too. And uh, I think Carolyn highlights this really well in a story that she wanted to share. Another thing that, that has come up for me very early in the pandemic was uh, a personal experience of walking into a primary care clinic with a concern. And I recognized the resident because I have the opportunity to teach in the medical school and he remembered me from four years earlier. He asked me if I had any suggestions for him uh, because virtual appointments were brand new. And I said, well, why don't you ask your patient at the end of the appointment, how could this have been better? How could our time have been better? So I saw him for a follow-up for my personal health need about uh, a month later, and he was so excited. He said, let me tell you what I did. And so all he did was give each of his patients for a short period of time, for a couple of months, uh, a phone number where they could leave a voicemail. The question was, how could our time together have gone better? But he said it was so useful, building in that feedback, building in that knowledge. Otherwise, there's no mechanism for that. We don't have that in our system. And really, you know, this is a great example of a simple question that really invites feedback from patients and creates that opportunity to kind of build relationships 
and allow patients to feel like they've been heard. I liked hearing from Carolyn how they both remembered each other and how much they connected back with a, a genuine way of engaging. And I know Carolyn would be one of those patients that would give really good feedback to the doc. That long-term connection makes a big difference. Carolyn also shared a very difficult personal story for her. She received a very difficult diagnosis, and she really appreciated how her primary care provider reached out and how that made all the difference for her on that day. And it really demonstrated that care side of primary care and how that relationship can get built quickly and how it makes such a big difference. This was in pandemic times. I had never met my primary care physician because I go to a clinic where there are uh, residents who are providing the first contact with patients. I had been referred to uh, a specialist through virtual appointments, and I had been to my specialist appointment and received bad news. At the end of that appointment, I said, has this laboratory result gotten to my primary care physician or do I need to pass it myself? And they assured me the information had uh, been communicated. So I got home. It was uh, a bus trip away. I hadn't been home more than 10 minutes and the phone rang and I picked it up. It was my primary care physician. And she said, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, just, it's great. And I'm, you know, I understand the news and i uh, I'm really happy that we have a plan for next steps, and I'm doing fine. Well, she wouldn't get off the phone. <laughs> and, and she began to explore some aspects of this difficult news that I had received. And um, it was 20 minutes towards the end of the workday. I'm sure she had 17 other things she had to get done, but she spent 20 minutes with a patient who was really resistant. I didn't, I didn't need to talk to anybody. It was beautiful. It was absolutely perfect. Carolyn, in the end, was so grateful for her family doctor pushing and making the time to connect in that moment. I know we've all done this at different times through the last two years, and it's just there's something about hearing that and reflecting on the times where I've made that extra, extra minute or two or 20 that um, makes all the difference. I didn't know I needed that time but knowing that I had uh, a person who knew my situation, we hadn't met, but she knew me at the end of that call. And that was huge. That was magnificent. And patients notice, and they really appreciate these efforts. And that often doesn't get acknowledged, you know, and it doesn't get acknowledged by your patient in a podcast. So I'm here as a patient, Morgan, to say thank you. Well, thank you. It's important for all of us to know that it's hard for a patient to bring this up the way Carolyn has and the way you have. It's also what buoys us back up as providers. So here's our call to action for this episode. Realize that kind of the small efforts that you make, make a big difference. Making that extra call, it's noticed and it's appreciated. You know, taking that extra time to figure out how to assess cold feet, just being creative in the moment to, to work that out, it doesn't have to happen every single time, but when you do, it makes a difference. These small efforts can make patients feel seen, feel heard, and I think are an important part of building that relationship that in turn kind of enhances resilience for you and your patients. So Sarah, the call to action from you is just to be aware that the stories of Carolyn and Leighton are stories that probably all of our patients have in our own practices. Yeah, so a big thank you to everyone for, for listening and for doing the really important work that you do every day. Thank you everyone. We'll see you in the next episode of Team Up. 